I want to welcome everybody to another In My Feels episode. I think today's episode, I haven't really prepared to be honest. I've got some, my family, my immediate family is in town and I'm just kind of going with the flow this week and kind of enjoying the moment and the now. You know, I haven't seen them in a few years and it's been amazing to have them here. It's been, uh, you know, I've been going out and about in LA and exploring, obviously with my daughter and my uh, my mum and my uh, pups and my uncles in town. Um, it's been amazing. It's been really, really great experience so far. So I think today's episode, I'm going to do it on, um, I've been getting quite a few messages of, of people feeling pressure or being under pressure and that kind of notion of putting pressure on ourselves and kind of removing that exterior um, outlet and focusing on the internal, the internalized version of you kind of helped me transform that external pressure into something super positive internally. So I kind of want to dive a little bit on that and kind of see where we go. But, you know, before we start, thoughts, feelings, emotions, conditionings, everything on the inside, creature, outside, exterior. So my question for everybody listening is, how are you feeling right now in this moment? And again, you know, really dive into how you're feeling. How are you feeling listening to this right now? Because really, that's all we have is now. Everything's created now. And you can pause it. You can take your time and really explore and ask yourself, how am I feeling? And, you know, wait for the answer or, or, or you know... Because I ask myself this all the time, and I'm I'm someone who's now very in touch with their feelings. I, th- I think I've always been in touch with my feelings, but more so now that I'm aware of the power that I have within my emotions to create my experience and my externalized experience. So I I I I guess I watch my emotions more, which I think is a good thing. When you shed light onto something, it disappears, especially when it's something bad. So yeah, how, how are you feeling? How am I feeling? I'm feeling super positive. You know, I had the collective consciousness and the, the kind of vaccine thing last week, kind of got that off my, um, off my chest. I always feel like I need to consistently speak my truth. And that's all I can really speak is my own truth. And as long as I feel I'm speaking my truth, I feel so much better within myself. And again, you know, I'd love to hear from everyone. I've been getting quite a few messages lately of the kind of feeling the pressure. And I understand this pressure because... As I've said before on my podcast, you know, my head used to feel too heavy for me. Literally, I would wake up and I'd be like, oh, my head is so heavy. Is this normal? Um, is there something wrong with me? I, what is this heaviness? Not knowing at the time that it was, you know, my head racing, my, you know, the headaches, the stress, the anxiety, the depression, all, the, all of this was mounting inside my mind. But I couldn't separate it from me doing it to myself, regardless of what was going on in, in externally. I understood what was going on. I didn't understand what was going on externally was a creation of my internalized um, thought processes and emotions and beliefs and conditionings and everything at that time. So where does that pressure, why do we put that pressure on? You know, a a bunch of younger people have hit me up. And I think one of the pressures that I used to have growing up was not really knowing what I wanted to do and not really knowing how I wanted to do anything. And that, I guess, in school, I didn't really enjoy school. I left school at 16. I didn't even go pick up my exams when, when they came in. I didn't do bad at school. I just didn't, it wasn't, didn't really resonate with me as something that was teaching me anything that I didn't already know per se. And I realize that now because in my life now, I realized that growing up where I lived, I was always out on the streets and I was always playing around and I was doing this. And that kind of taught me 
everything I even taught me how to how to do business. And that's kind of where where I I kind of learn how to do things, how to speak to people, how to approach people, how to do all the things necessary for me to achieve the things that I now want to do. Those that was my kind of learning experience. And I also had a ton of responsibility, you know, my mum being a single parent and growing up up until up until the, I was the age of 10 and and understanding the responsibility I had to my mum and my younger brothers it kind of pushed me further in my development as a person. So yeah, I guess I guess this the, the you know, I think it starts from school for me the pressure of you know, which subjects do you want to pick? Oh, you must be like 11 or 12. I'm like I don't fucking know. How do, can anyone make an informed decision about the next four or five years of their life based off of that that kind of that thing but it is it's kind of that peer pressure without you knowing at that age that the peer pressure comes from yourself is the attraction to it is the pressure you feel so you feel pressured on the inside what happens on the outside externalized pressure so i guess schools kind of have have that that way of doing it and i could never figure out what i wanted to do ever so i i picked the most random subjects it would be photography or film studies or media studies or sociology or you know um history i actually liked history i put, i chose religious studies i don't i guess i guess that kind of makes sense now but it was this pressure that was building within myself of having to know what i wanted to do at such a young age which is the most ridiculous thing if you actually break it down I don't think you're supposed to know. And I think it, once you do know, I think once you've been doing it for so long, I think you should change it. You should dive into anything that takes your interest at that time. And you see, my, my conditioning, my natural conditioning is, you know, your younger years are for, you know, whatever, your teens are to just explore. I, I'm saying this now. I, didn't, I wasn't aware of that awareness then, but I can see the natural progression of my conditioning growing up. You know, because I believe the older you get, the more mature you become, the more money you make. This kind of the natural progression of life, which it, which it happens for most people. That's the kind of conditioning of society. But this it's that peer pressure of seeing your, you know, your friends or your family achieving these things, knowing what they wanted to do. And maybe you don't know what to do. And if you do know what to do, then it's having that pressure of how the fuck are you going to achieve it? But it's again, it's that that unresistedness of letting go of how the fuck you think you're going to get it. And just getting out of the way and just doing it. It's almost like getting rid of the how and just becoming the do. And there's, I mean, there's peer pressure for anything. Family pressure, you know, having to be a certain way or change for, for a parent or and everything else. is these, these kind of conditionings. Um, and even later in life, it's that, it's that whole when you rebel against your, your parents at such a young age because you disagree with the things that they do or the things that they say, this is what, this is the natural progression. And then you, you rebel so much that you can't beat them. So what happens is you join them, you become that peer pressure, you become your parents. And it's the, the, that ever ending cycle of sameness instead of evolutionary growth. And I feel like I'm at a point in my life where I'm evolving and growing because I understand that everything internalized is created my exter external experience. And you know what, 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 if, if you actually, because again, practically spiritually, why do we create these pressures? Where do they come from? And clearly the, the, the pressures that we put on ourselves are externalized, they're not internalized. No one wants to be under pressure just because they want to be under pressure. You have these externalized, it's like, because uh, I used to, I used to go through it too. If I don't have that X amount of money or the X amount of, of, you know, followers or or job opportunities or 
by a certain age or a certain time, I'm a complete failure. I remember, I think I was a teenager and I've always worked. I've worked from the age of 12. So I always had Saturday jobs, Sunday jobs, was always making money, super independent. And that was kind of, I guess my goal was that kind of freedom of not having to rely on anyone for anything. That kind of, I I guess that kind of stems from my mum being a single parent, you know, at, at before the age of 10, not really having a father figure around and us having to rely on, on ourselves in order to, 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 to get what we need to get. And that's kind of been my mantra now. I don't rely on anything for anyone. I don't rely on anyone to make me money. I don't rely on anyone to, you know, provide for me or anything else. I know that I do that myself. And so this is what the universe is. But it's this kind of externalized pressure we put on ourselves, which is super unspiritual, uh, practically speaking. And practically speaking, is there actual pressure? And I'm not talking about, you know, you're a single parent with a bunch of kids and you have to provide food and all that. That's a pressure in itself. But then you have to unconditioning the fact that you are a single parent trying to provide for your for your children because that's a lack of you're creating a lack of experience. You have to reverse that mindset. Trust in your very difficult thing to do. I trust me. It's taken me my whole life to get there and I'm still not there. It's that reversing the conditioning to understand that you are an abundant individual. Inside you, there's an abundance of cells regenerating over and over again. Practically speaking, scientifically speaking, you are constantly regenerating and, and in abundance of everything. You know, you cut your nails, they grow back. You cut your hair, they grow back. All these type of things. It's, it's a consistent cycle of abundance. I mean, some people's hair don't grow back, but that's okay too. Other parts of the, the you know, your body grow back. You grow. And it's this externalized, I guess, social pressure. And I think that's, that's the main thing about social media. Social media is a great tool. That's what it is. It's a tool. It's not a life form. It's not a lifestyle. It's a tool that you can use for whatever purpose you need to use. It's when we look at it on the externalized version of it and you see other people achieving things more so than you and you can't figure out why. And then, and then the envy part comes in. The envy part is not the bad part. That can actually motivate you to achieve more. It's when the jealousy kicks in. I want what they have. But you can't have what they have because you haven't had the upbringing, the conditionings and everything else. You're not the same person. You're the most unique. Everyone is the most unique thing that's ever existed in, 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 this, in, in this existence. And it's until we realize that, that accountability, that we are gods. We are creating our whole experience from the finite detail internalized, which projects everything externalized. And it's that externalized pressure that causes the, the anxiety and the depression and, and all these things because everything is, is future driven. It's that if I achieve that thing in the future, I'm going to be happy. And then you do actually end up achieving because I've done it myself. If I get, you know, I, 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 want, I want my first property, bought my first property. Was I happy? No. And then before my daughter was coming, I was in a position to, to, to uh, upgrade and buy a house. Now, the notion for me, if you would explain to me when I was this, you know, poor young kid, you're buying a house in Los Angeles, a house that you've always dreamed of, I, sh- I would have been, oh, you should be the most happiest person on earth. I was the most stressed person on earth because, you know, I was having a kid. It was, I put this peer pressure on me to, to want to provide, which is, which is okay to provide for, for my, you know, my wife and my child and make sure that she has the best things ever, all these type of things. But it's just a baby. All she wants is you. She doesn't know about the externalized things, stuff, car, houses, um, you know, all that type of thing. She doesn't give a shit about that. 
And then when you kind of break it down of you switching, you're like, wow, you're buying a house. What great fucking thing. And then you take a step. It's only when I, well, after I bought the house, I took a step back and I was like, why the, what the fuck did you stress about? And we do that with everything in life. We, we, we add so much resistance to achieving anything. It's unreal the amount of resistance we have. Waking up, going sleep, sleeping through the night, going to work, enjoying your, your job, not enjoying your job. I need a pay rate. I, I don't make enough money. My, my parents are stressing me. My, my life is super unhappy. It's, you know, the list, the plethora of lists. Now, imagine if we switched that to some positivity and we switched it to, well, I'm alive. I'm a living, breathing organism in a, on a planet floating through space with an unlimited amount of planets and solar systems and everything else, a limited amount of potential. I'm breathing. I don't know. Break it down. I have water. I have food. And then someone hit me up, actually, and saying they don't have enough love in their life. And I know what that is. We're, we're human beings. So we, we do need, what need is the lack of, we do want that human connection, that, that kind of, but then again, it's still that externalized love. You know, I, I want someone to love and someone to love me. It's very externalized if you think about the idea of it. And, and love, again, the pressure of love is the externalized version of love because it's conditional. It's not unconditional. Unconditional love is pure. It's not reciprocal. My daughter comes up to me and says, I love you, daddy. She doesn't say I love you because of this. And then sometimes I I, I sit there and I say, oh, do you love me? She goes, yeah, because that's me conditionalizing, if that's even a word. Love is the pressure of it. But we have to understand that all we need is love for ourselves. Very difficult concept. Very just. Dis- Do I love myself? I think I'm starting to. I'm going to be honest. I'm enjoying who I'm becoming. I'm enjoying what I'm talking about. I'm enjoying the reactions I get from people um, and the connections I'm making. I'm someone who doesn't really trust anyone or never used to. Now I have no reason not to trust anyone. You see how I flipped it? You know, I grew up my whole life not trusting anyone. Not trusting relationships, not trusting, you know, uh, people outside of my circle. No one's coming in. No one's coming out. I was like, what the fuck is this? Why am I doing that? Then I started attracting more people not to trust. And then I flipped that on his head. I trust everyone until I don't. But then what reason do you give to not trust anyone? You're not handing them your life. So the rest is irrelevant. And I know it's that whole, again, we put this the pressure again on love because you're putting that immense immense pressure on on the your partner to deliver you happiness but if but they're not going to do that for you because you have to do that for you and even if they try to and they were giving you so many things to see happiness and you are unhappy you're not going to see the happiness you're going to see a different version of it so we have to internalize happiness we have to and this is this is something that I've learned as well you can chase a goal and chase a goal and chase a goal and not be happy doing it. And then when you achieve the goal, you still won't be happy. But you know that achieving that goal is going to make you happy. So you have to flip it. Chase happiness. That should be the goal. That should be the conditioning. And just as easy as it is to think neg- negative and just as easy as it to think anxiety and depression and stress and, and uh, uh, shitty relationships and all that type of things... It's as easy to condition yourself to be happy. You just have to put the work in. You have to put the time and effort in. Something negative comes in, switch off. Boom. 
I see you negativity and I'm feeling it, but you're not going to consume me. And I'm paying attention to it right now. And eventually it will fade away and go away. Then you can start rewarding yourself with something positive. Wow. I like the way I handled that. Well done. Boom. You rewarded yourself. It's time we start becoming friends with ourselves. Becoming best friends with ourselves. Enjoying who we are. Because we're alive in this experience. We're creating this experience. What a fucking beautiful experience. The fact that we're on this earth and we have free will and free choice to create everything in our lives. And you have the choice to do it or not do it. It's up to you. You are the master and commander of your ship. You are everything in your life is you. And until you take accountability, you cannot make any changes. And that's where the externalized pressure comes from. That externalized pressure. It's not uh, you're allowing something on the outside, which you have created anyway from the inside to then again affect the inside again. Because you're thinking negatively. What happens on the outside? You see negatively, comes back to you. You think negatively again. So that means you think the same shit twice, the same emotion twice, the same experience twice. That's why we don't, we, 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 we don't trust See, we put this immense pressure on love or relationships or a duration of relationships. I don't know where that comes from. I mean, don't get me wrong. The duration of a relationship, you learn about each other, you, you grow with each other, all that type of stuff or not. I know I've been with my wife for 11 years now. So we know everything about each other and, we're, and I'm still learning new things. But I would think something and she would say it out loud and she would think something and I would say it out loud. So that's where the connection, that I would call it tele. tele Telepathy. I don't know if I pronounced that right. But all the time now, and that's the duration of, that's a relationship growing. But it's not about the duration. We have a quality relationship. We're always talking about our feelings. How are you feeling today? What's going on? This type of stuff. We're constantly in dialogue. We're constantly in positivity. We're constantly. And when someone is, like a, like a couple of weeks back, I was feeling a bit down. I said, I, I don't know why. This is how I'm feeling. I spoke about it, spoke about it with her. We, we're back and forth, back and forth. Then it goes away and it brings you closer. Communication is key for relieving pressure within yourself, which, to be honest, for me, I put it on myself. The reason why my head was so heavy for my body, because I was creating that pressure inside of myself, which saw on the outside that externalized pressure, which came back into me as internalized pressure again. It's quite mad, isn't it? It's quite, quite, an, it's quite an unpractical thing to do. But when you get the hang of it, it becomes super practical. Liking oneself. So, uh, you know, I'm going to set another challenge. I want you to have an open conversation with someone you would never have an open conversation with. But it could be anyone, a parent you've never had a conversation with. Someone, anyone that, that may or may not, you know, anyone, even, like I have my uncle in town now. He went on his first flight to come here. He, for the first time, you know, ever, he went into a weed shop. He lives in Mississippi. He was like, what? There's people in jail for this shit. That's what he told me. Exactly. So and He's experiencing so many things for the first time. He had a margarita last night. I took him for a margarita. He said, this is, this is, and watching him, like, he's like a, you know, a 50 year old man, but he hasn't experienced his first flight. He left the state for the first time on an airplane. How mad is that? And watching his face, it's like the wonders open up. It's like a, a newborn child experiencing things. Beautiful thing. And I make opening his mind, expanding his mind. And, and he realizes that he's been putting himself under immense pressure. 
because you you know his parents did the same thing he's becoming his it's the same cycle over and over again we have to break that cycle and we do that by breaking our mental states and our conditionings to enjoy ourselves i think i'm gonna end it there. I, I like that one on pressure that was a good one and i and i, and I, I didn't really have any notes I kind of winged it a little um, kind of I've been doing that a lot lately is these kind of open dialogues with myself and diving really in. And again, I'd love your feedback. I'd love, you know, on Apple uh, podcast, please leave me some feedback, some reviews, hit me up on Instagram and, and all that type of stuff. And I appreciate everyone for listening. Listenership's growing. The collective consciousness is growing. I want us to, to, to build this huge collective consciousness of absolute positivity and absolute mind change. And, and I respect everybody who's hit me up and listening and, and everything else. Peace uh, and love. And I appreciate you all. Thank you.